0: We're like, okay, we're going to stand up the pieces, we're going to get everything into place, we get a customer, and we both look at each other basically like, okay, if we spend more time on this business, we'll get more customers. Okay. But we don't have any time because we're at this job, so we should quit our jobs.
1: You are listening to Plant Strength Radio. Each week, remarkable stories of plant-based healing, mindfulness, fitness, Nutrition and activism, as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch.
2: What's up, guys, and welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and here on the show today, we have vegan couple David Van Geistel and Elizabeth Medeiros who are the owners and founders of the Seattle plant-based meal prep service, Plant Life Meals. Welcome, guys. What's up? Hi. It's Thanks so great having- to have you on. I feel like we've been, we've been in touch for so long now, and this has been a really long time coming. Yeah. yeah. It's been exciting to watch the journey, man. We're, we're pumped to be a part of it. So. Likewise, likewise, you guys have really been growing. So it's, it's just awesome to support in a, in a fellow small business and, and, and grow together in the, in the vegan community. So before we kind of get into the show, we're going to start with our little icebreaker segment to warm us up. Are you ready? Cool. Yes. All right. So tell me, what has been giving you strength this week. In other words, what's currently motivating you to keep going? Now it could be this week or it could be just like what's motivating you continuously to keep going? That's a good question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um I'll go first. I get really the first thing that came to my mind is I get motivated like we're gonna talk about our business later, but I get motivated when I get feedback from our customers that you know oh my gosh, your food has like saved me this week. I don't have to cook for my kids. Or I, don't have to, I can focus on work. Um, that is super motivating. And it gets my wheels turning of like, cool, I want to keep doing that. I want to keep supporting, you know, Kara, you know. So I think that's what's motivating me this
0: week. Yeah, little ones. I mean, the little ones are everything. And they're everywhere. And they're easy to miss. Because you're moving so fast and you're thinking really big, so it's the little ones. It's the tiny little emails, the the, the tiny, <laughs> like the really small emails, the text the messages, emails. the phone calls, the thank yous. It's all the little stuff that we can that we miss when you're moving really fast. That's been what's been piecing it together because it's easy to miss those. So yeah,
2: totally. I I love to hear that. It is so it is so nice, and and I definitely connect with you on that. Just. I feel like the days, the weeks, the months, the whole year is just continuously like flying by Mm -hmm. and sometimes we forget to stop and take a step back to appreciate like the work that we're doing and especially hearing that you're really providing so much value directly to people's lives. I I love to hear that. So I'm happy. All right, guys. So let's Mm kind of get into things. So. You guys are a vegan couple. I love to hear that. It's so awesome. So have you guys always been vegan together or did you make the transition after you started dating?
0: Um, Elizabeth was vegetarian prior to us meeting. I was a meat eater, a proud (laughs) one. Um, Never changing. I could never go plant-based. And then we... Decided to go vegan together. We had a couple personal tipping points, and decided to jump in together. Yeah, yeah. So, so we,
3: were, we were dating for a few months before we like both decided that like we would do it together. Um, yeah, and have been vegan ever since.
2: So how long? How long have you guys been together? When did you start dating?
3: March of two
2: thousand seventeen. <laughs> okay, so yeah. like like
3: we've vegan time. that yeah. summer. Yeah. So. Um, we've been vegan yeah for
2: about three years yeah, awesome, awesome- so what was it? you said, Dave, you said there was a couple of tipping points. What were those points that really started to lead you down the the plant based path
0: I think initially you know I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this when you're trying to find how do I how do I get in a little bit better shape? Why do I feel so bloated? Why am I so puffy? Like all of these little things that you feel like you're trying to fight off constantly in your pursuit of whatever it is you're doing. And it just felt overwhelming. So I'll give you an example. We, we went out to eat with some friends and we took a photo. And then a few weeks later, we looked at the photo and it's not like we ate burgers and pizza that day, but we, I mean, it looked like we were stung by bees. We were so swollen. Yeah. You know, you could see, you could see the puffiness. And so it, it led to things like, wow, we're really inflamed, right? Inflammation. Yeah. So now, so now you're learning a little bit about inflammation and inflammation, uh, it ca- uh, follows injuries like much like a, a swollen ankle. If you roll your ankle, it fills with fluid. That's because it's hurt. And so fluid's going to follow it. And so we just started talking about all of this logic, like, uh, my skin's breaking out. Oh, my back hurts. And it's not like we were living these crazy going out partying every night type of lives. Um, It was just a, a subtle difference. And we knew something had to change. And so it started out more of a, an optimal health conversation about how do we, how do we find the margins? How do we close the little gaps to help our personal fitness journeys get better? And when we addressed that, it opened up this huge, like awareness portal almost of the planet and animals and f- everything bigger than health it felt like it just really opened up but the tipping point was probably a moment when we went out to eat and we realized like oh okay, if we keep doing this like we're gonna be, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be a very unhealthy unhappy couple I know. at this rate I'm
3: thinking of that photo too and me personally I would look and I would have to like go on my like Photoshop app and like blur my face because I had so much acne. And so, yeah, sup- like super embarrassing to say this out loud. I don't think I've ever said this specifically, but yeah, I would Photoshop my face because it was covered in pimples. And so <laughs> my, I know, so my esthetician that I was going to see was like, you got to give up dairy. Um, Cause at that point I was already um, meat free And I think I was still eating eggs and dairy. And so I gave that up and like within a month I went back and she was like, whoa, I've never seen anything like it. Your skin is like done a 180. And that, so personally, like feeling less inflamed, less bloated, like um, David was saying, but getting that immediate, you know, feedback from my skin, uh, that was a reinforcer for sure too. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I realized that like way after the fact, because I didn't really like in terms of the inflammation for myself. And I, and I say that because when I started looking back on older pictures during college, for example, I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of meat and animal protein I ate during college because I was playing college football and just so under the whole spell of meat, 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 yeah. animal protein, egg whites, eggs even like, even though I'm in the same shape and condition and pretty much in the exact same weight as I was in college, my face, looking at the pictures, my face is so much leaner now. I looked and I just couldn't, I'm like, wow, my face looks so much more inflamed then.
0: Wow. You do look different, Bobby. It's funny. It's not like we went to high school together, but since <laughs> the moment we met, yeah, you can just, I mean, my brother tells me the same thing all the time. I'm like, David, you look like you've you, you know, you wrote back 10 years. He
3: says he's got Benjamin Button.
0: <laughs> yeah. Got Benjamin Button. But yeah, I notice even with you. Yeah. You can tell it's, it's almost like these benefits you don't realize until later on how just incredible they are.
2: And because you don't see them because you see yourself every day in the mirror. And I say that all the time to clients too, when you're seeing like, you know, seeing the changes in your body just specifically. You don't really see them every day, and that's why it's best to track the pro- progress pictures so you can be like, "Oh wow, look at how much I've actually changed." So it's kind of funny, like that. Oh, I, pr- I appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't. Even, I haven't even really thought about that. And it's been a while since we've since we've known each other. I guess. Wow. So yeah. Well, so thank you. Um, but so you said you kind of started mentioning more than just health uh, about you guys going vegan. So what what more was it? Because that opened up the door, as you said, for the environmental, the animals. Kind of tell us, like, what was it specifically that really made you want to just go all the way?
0: I mean, gosh, pick, I mean, you ask anybody what they're passionate about. It seems like it falls, but it can fall within this lifestyle, within this sort of, I guess, I don't know if it's a belief system or if it's a, it's like an awakening moment. However, you can describe it, but you just start to learn like, oh, I'm vegan now and or plant-based and you start to learn about what those things are and so people will pepper you with questions as I'm sure you get like not not only just the protein thing but oh are you doing it for the animals and you're like oh gosh I hadn't even thought about that so you watch a documentary and you learn and you're like hell yeah I'm doing this for the animals like this is yeah, crazy yeah yeah. and then you watch a documentary on the planet and you're like oh my gosh yeah I'm doing this for the planet and then you realize that one lever just going plant-based you pull that one lever you affect just an array of things that you, you know, you care about, but you didn't know you had an opportunity to affect or yeah. then. So the planet's been a big one for us. Um, it's, that one's a little grandioso, if you will, it's a little big, so it's hard to wrap your head around true impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, um, a lot of the ones that you talk about, Bobby, I mean, we, you know, we see you like standing up for animals, just in general, you don't have a voice. So now you start to become this really mindful human. It's almost like, it's almost like the uh, the playbook to become a better, more mindful person. And I use better very lightly because we're not perfect, but I don't know. It just You just felt like you could go and love all of these things that needed help, like the planet, animals. Uh, people that wanted to get healthy, yeah. um, supply chains within food—you could yeah. affect so much change that it was like pick your poison. You can you can go be a superhero right now by eating plant-based, like, and you don't realize that. Um,
2: it starts yeah. with such a simple decision of what you put on your plate every single oh. day. Yeah, absolutely. Asking- thing that's the one thing that's the within most of your control that you can where you can affect really lasting positive change in our world for so many lives
3: yeah it's voting with your dollar essentially yeah. you know and it it's been working like every day i feel like we're posting about you know a, a different brand that's come out with a new plant-based or vegan product it's because people are continuing to vote for those products they're going to keep pumping out more so Supply and demand,
2: yeah. 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 I think that's – and, I, you know, what I I kind of honed in on too, Dave, that you said, you know, you said you use better loosely because you're not perfect, but nobody's perfect. So you definitely are better. And I think you can – I personally think you can use it, like, in the full sense of the term because as long as you're still striving to – make up for things that you've done in the past or correct mistakes or in any way possible. Maybe if it's not like correct mistakes as you did something wrong to somebody or something, it's just trying to be a better person overall all the way around becoming more mindful. I think, yeah, it's not, you don't really, I personally don't think you need to use it loosely because I think you guys are doing a great job.
0: That's that's fair. And I appreciate that. It's, I equate it to, I say this Mm -hmm. word a lot, agency um when you re- when you really have a real hand in how you're designing your life and i think that's part of the process is you know i love bison and i think i mentioned this to you before but why do you love bison right i read it was super lean and it was you know it's one of the best proteins you can get so because i read that and i believe that i'm going to go do it yeah. that's not agency like that's been told to go do this and so i think a big part of this too was like hey you can have whatever you want what is it that you want do you want a more peaceful mindful living experience that's a little bit deeper and I guess more mature or do you want one where you just are going to eat whatever we tell you to eat and I didn't want the latter so yeah
2: yeah Yeah. I know and it's it's crazy to think about just how mindlessly at least just using myself and as an example how mindlessly I would consume I mean I was mindful once I Like started to understand nutrition and choosing, like you said, leaner protein sources, but still never really looking deeper into the actual effects of these protein sources and who they are coming from, not just what they are, because they came from a who, a someone. They weren't just plucked from a tree or picked from the ground. They came from a living, beautiful creature that just wanted to live like all of us do and to, to look at more than just the final product on our plate and to really connect with the full process. It really is like, like you said, it's like this un- un- awakening, this key to like an abyss of so much growth on so many different levels. I feel like when I personally went fully vegan, I felt like so spiritually aligned. <laughs> it's fun. I know it's like, it's hard to understand if you've never really under like kind of taken time to Dive into spirituality or understanding yourself, because we're just always go 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 and absorbed into our own little worlds. But I, I like veganism was one of the best decisions of my life on so many levels because it's so much more than diet to me. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, there's a reason people light up when you talk about it. You can tell when you talk about it, you light up. It's almost like a, it's almost like a freeing. Like, oh, I can stop pretending to know that this is the right path and I can let go of that and and follow my intuition and follow my heart and know that this isn't right. Like this, this feels better. I'm going to do this. And and you can just see in your face, like the energy that comes through is like, it's, it's a better way to live.
2: Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, kind of speaking of that, having, finding a different path, you guys are now the owners of your own meal prep service, Plant Life Meals. It's awesome congrats like how long has plant life meals been in existence
3: just about a year yeah we just celebrated our one year beginning of this month
2: we're a year old a year old okay and so what what were you guys doing both before you started plant life meals before answering that though we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors
1: support for this episode comes from chicken bites hey Did you know that every serving of Chicken Bites has 17 grams of protein? And did you know that they're made entirely from simple ingredients? Visit www.plantstrengthfoods.com to find out where you can get your pack of Chicken Bites and use offer code PSR at checkout to save when shipping. Chicken Bites, always made from ingredients you can pronounce. Support for this episode comes from Plant Strength Performance Resistance Bands. Are you looking to get a great workout at any time, even from the comfort of your own home? Well, Plant Strength Performance resistance bands are lightweight, adjustable, and stackable, capable of providing a total resistance of 125 pounds so that you can get that perfect pump whenever and wherever. Visit www.PlantShrimp.com equipment to get yours and use promo code PSR at checkout to save on shipping.
2: Welcome back, guys. So, before the break, we were about to dive deep into what David and Liz were doing before they started Plant Life Meals with their careers and how those paths ultimately led them to Plant Life. So, guys, go ahead, take it away. Sweet.
3: So, I spent most of my career in public health research um, immediately before starting plant life i was working here in seattle at the fred hutchinson cancer research center um, basically running a few different studies mainly around uh, people who are recently diagnosed with colorectal cancer Um, and i'd been in the cancer world for the last gosh 10 years of my life and i would just come home and talk to david basically about everything I was learning, uh, people I was meeting from people who were 21 years old, getting diagnosed to, you know, people in their eighties and everywhere in between, and just feeling very helpless. Like the point of the research is to do a long-term study of people who are from diagnosis onward so that it could help people who are diagnosed in the future. I knew that, you know going into supporting the study and a lot of research um works that way but i personally just felt like i wasn't doing enough like even though i know that's still contributing to research and i would just come home and feel awful about what i was seeing and i know that a big part of people who get diagnosed with those specific types of cancers um lifestyle and diet is a huge part of it and knowing that a lot of these um, people who are being diagnosed, a lot of these diagnoses should have been prevented and just feeling like, oh, I want to like do something more. Um, and so we would, I would talk about that with him and he kind of felt the same way of like, he wants to do something, you know, too in that realm. And what can we do together that kind of suits both of our interests and needs and Um, but yeah, that's what I was doing before a lot of, um, a lot of research and, you know, publishing papers and going to conferences, all of that. And so now being in a business world, it's, it's different, but, you know, I've definitely pulled everything that I learned from being in research. A lot of it is kind of, uh, you know, not customers, but they were patients and so, that was a lot of my role was interacting with patients one-on-one and, you know, I'm applying that and thinking, keeping that all in mind while continuing with with plant life. So.
0: Liz got her yeah. master's in public <laughs> health specifically to work in the sector she was working in for the company she wanted to work for. And so think about like going to school, having a true north, crushing it in class, graduating Getting endorsements, getting the job you want, and then sitting there realizing this isn't for me. You know, it was. I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? You're on this early path, and you think you know what you want until you get closer to the problem, and then you realize you know exactly what you don't want.
3: Yeah, it was like this life. uh, I don't want to say crisis, but like coming coming to terms with like what everything David just said that I actually got everything I wanted and it's never what you expect, you know, until you're there and you're doing it. And um, yeah, it was it it was an interesting, like, life pivot for me to like, really come to terms with that. Um, Because a lot of it I was really invested in and felt like it, it was meeting those needs. But then there was another part that like, I still felt like, I have so much life to live. And I have so much that i can share with the world that i don't know if this is the specific way i'm supposed to do it and like actually realizing that and and doing something about it
2: yeah and that's that right there that last part the doing something about it is the difference maker because i feel like what i tend to see happen in our society it's the same reason for why we just mindlessly consume and eat meat and animal products because they're commodified and they're easy and they're convenient without thinking twice about them. It's because what society says we should, we should do. And apparently what our society says we should do is go to school, get a bachelor's, continue your education, get a master's, pursue a specific path through the more or less corporate business world with your degree Even if that's not what you want to do. Now, for some people, that's awesome. Like they love their jobs and that's for them. So that's what they should do. But it doesn't mean that's your end all be all if it ultimately isn't what you want to do. Once you kind of realize that, unfortunately, I see a lot of people just accept circumstances for what they are, go through life unhappy and then blame everything else. Instead of just taking action and full ownership that this is your life you have full control over what you can do and what you want to do with it. How you like your future is not shaped by your past. It is shaped by you. You choose the direction Uh, you want to go. So doing something about it. I'm so glad you said that because that is the difference maker.
3: Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, sorry. No, Uh, no, It was so interesting. You know, when my coworkers, when they found out I was leaving and what I was doing, um, you know, they would talk to me one-on-one and, A lot of them were like, oh my gosh, this sounds so exciting. Like (laughs) I can totally imagine like not being in an office every day and and doing something different and actually like, like going and doing it. It was funny that, you know, they would all in secret like tell me this, that, oh, I've always wanted to like start a coffee company, but I can never do that, you know, or whatever it was that they secretly, you know, had on the back burner. It's funny that people just started divulging all of this because I was doing something different than everybody else in the office. And I think we hear that all the time too, of like, wow, you guys are so brave that you like did that. It's like, no, this is our life. We're not just gonna sit around and like come home and be grumpy because we're not doing anything about it. And that that's not fair to like myself, that's not fair to my partner, you know, like so that was a big part of it was just what David was talking about, agency of like, no one's forcing you to stay in that job that's making you miserable or not pursue the thing that you want to. So
2: I feel like we put we put ourselves in boxes. Yeah. I've even noticed that I used to do that myself. And even sometimes like when I was, especially when I was younger and, and even sometimes still today and in different, different regards in whatever, however small or big it may be, we kind of put ourselves into boxes in, of. This is what we should do because this is what we're ex, what's expected of us. Yeah. When in reality, it what's expected is whatever we want to do. It doesn't really at the at the end of the day. Even if someone thinks we're going to do something, and it's completely different than ultimately what we want, it doesn't really matter. Essentially, what they think, as long as what we want to do is going to make us happy, at as long as it doesn't come at the cost, the expense of someone else's you know health or you know life. Then, of course, do. Do what's gonna make you what's gonna make you happy, and, and and like taking that agency and and living your truth. I think that makes the biggest difference. Is really figuring yourself out inside and living your truth. Because if you don't live your truth, you're going to be unhappy, and that's gonna come off whether you're not realizing it or not. It's gonna come off subconsciously in your actions. It's gonna affect partnerships, gonna you know relationships, whether romantic, professional, friendships, family members. It's gonna have just a negative impact if you don't fully live your truth.
0: Yeah, it's a constant struggle. I my story basically is the same as Liz's just, you know, insert different company, right? You you we have a bridge here called 520 bridge and you travel across this body of water and it's a beautiful drive. And I shouldn't hate the drive. <laughs> but I hated the drive, right? Because I was driving into this company that I should be so fortunate, right? I was at Google. It's harder to get into Harvard than it is Google. But I got so lucky, it was almost like the universe just aligned for me, and, and I was so miserable. I was so miserable because I knew that there, I, this is when I learned that there is predictability and stability in misery, right? And so when people say, I don't wanna leave my job because it's stable, I'm like, oh, the only thing you've stabilized is your misery, and now it's predictable, just like <laughs> revenue, <clears throat> right? So
2: silly, it's so silly, it's so silly. It's if we were going to be here forever. It's the box that they just put them themselves yeah. in. Yes.
0: Yeah. it is. It truly is the mental constraints that we we just latch on because we think that's what we're supposed to do. And then, you know, Bobby, I can't tell you that. I can't sit here confidently and tell you that building a plant-based business is my calling. I can tell you I'm a million percent happier. I can tell you that I'm passionate every single day. But I can tell you that what I've learned is once I broke free away from what I didn't want to do, that's when I feel like I finally had room to even contemplate and consider big questions like, what is it that I do want to do? It's really hard to ask yourself that question while you're sitting in a job that you chose to wake up, drive across that bridge, spend an hour in traffic, make your lunch the night before if you're good get there put on that uniform and that mask and play the role forever (laughs) like that's misery to me there's no way and so I think you have to remove that and that's the jump people are talking about when it's it's not the jump like it's not what will kill you is is not jumping I think yeah yeah you hit hit 50 60 years old and you realize like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna die (laughs) well yeah right you and I've had um, a conversation about that, about you don't really realize that you're you're like wearing life, right? And the longer it goes on, you run out of it. Uh, and if you're lucky, if you're fortunate enough to have enough of it, I don't want to look back and go, wow, you know, I it, it, God or whomever granted me this incredible timeline, this opportunity, this window to do whatever it is I felt like I could do to help make this place better. And I never even gave it a shot. Like
3: Yeah. What? The risk, <laughs> it's so
0: crazy. The, the
3: risk is not taking the risk. Right? But like every when we were talking about leaving our jobs, people were like, Oh, it's so risky. Like, don't you wanna keep your health insurance? Don't you wanna like keep your four oh one K and like all of the stuff that you're supposed to use when you're sixty five and over? But it's like we didn't wanna subscribe to you know, put your head down, do the thing that you're maybe not super stoked to be doing so that in 30 years from now, we can then live the life we want to live. Yeah. Like to yeah. us, it just seems so <laughs> hard. And yeah. I, I think it's the same thing with like eating plant-based of like, oh, I'm not supposed to be eating dairy, but someone keeps telling me I should because they have lobbyists to do that versus like spinach doesn't have a lobbyist because why would it? You know, it's just like, all of these weird things that once you know, it's like you can't look
2: back. Yeah, and it's it just makes me sick thinking about that. Like it honestly, I I get like an upset stomach thinking about just submitting to a life that I don't want to live. Yeah. I that's that's why I've been like I've been um, since I graduated. I've been pretty much I've been working for myself for like two years. I worked coaching um, uh, part time. Through Anytime Fitness, a corporate gym, and then I was also doing my personal clients, um, and that was with my other business before Plan Strength came about. And but I, I mean, I studied managerial economics in school, and I minored in Spanish. And personally, for the longest time, I thought I was going to pursue the uh, the corporate path and go get a job on Wall Street because I've always been good with numbers, and uh, that's what I thought was the thing. So I thought I was going to go get an MBA. And then I just had this realization, I'm like, wow, like I actually kind of feel sick to my stomach thinking about putting a suit and tie on every day and driving, (laughs) going onto Wall Street and just working in a brokerage that I really could care less about just money because I kind of had this realization. I kind of realized this when I was young and then I really realized it when my dad passed away that money will come and go, but your time only goes it's, it's the, the only thing you can never get back. And like you said, Dave, like that whole regret, the what if being 90 years old and looking back on your life and just wondering, what if I had done something differently? I think that that is what kills you. That's yep. what kills you is regret, regret. right?
0: I mean, we, we hear it from people that we admire. And I imagine you, uh, Bobby and Liz and I probably look to this very similar group of people online to continue to get inspiration and to continue to get motivation. And they'll tell you regret Mm -hmm. is the number one driver, you know, but to actually translate that and to put that into practice can be scary. You know, it is, it is a practice for people, but man, when you start to give yourself some room to go, Hey, what do, what do I not want for sure? You know, it, life becomes a little bit more interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah Yeah, totally so kind of kind of tell me the the timeline so you said october 2019 plant life meals was born what was the timeline into it coming to fruition to you guys like when did you ultimately leave your jobs etc kind of tell tell me all about that
0: so october one we launched the llc we stood it up to where we could sell yep we get a customer in late october Mm-hmm. And
3: really a, yeah, our first customer, like our first
0: week. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, first, first week of October, we get a customer. We have a friend who has the blueprint in Portland. He's doing the same concept. So we didn't go into this blind. We had many conversations with our friend Tyler. And we're like, okay, we're going to stand up the pieces, we're going to get everything into place. We get a customer, and we both look at each other basically like, okay if we spend more time on this business, we'll get more customers. Okay. But we don't have any time because we're at this job. So we should quit our jobs.
3: (laughs) Well, we were, so we were working still full time when we launched plant life. So Monday through Friday, we're both at Fred Hutch and Google. Um, And then basically on the weekends we were cooking, delivering and it was crazy, but we were doing it. And then, I went down to part-time first so that it's been more time um, on the business. And then we both went full-time at the beginning of this year, but like kind of how I was explaining earlier, we'd been conceptualizing this for months in advance, like not even about plant life specifically, but just thinking like, what could we do together? What would be amazing? What does this community need or what can we merge together that would make sense and yeah, we landed on plant life. And so we just quick, once we figured it out, we quickly like started building it, started building the website and then launched. And so, um, yeah, full-time in January and I've been full-time since.
0: It was the, literally, it was the acceptance of going, okay, is gonna, is Google going to be okay without me? And will Fred Hutch continue to see success without you, Liz? And so once they're okay, (laughs) right, because like we put that guilt on ourselves, yeah.
1: <laughs> and realize like
0: jobs will always be there. You know, if you're fortunate enough to wake up tomorrow, you will always have access to a job. You may not like the job, but they'll always be there. But this opportunity won't always be here.
4: Yeah. So
0: what is the bigger risk? Not taking it. Right. At that point, the logic just seemed so like, hey, this is going to be difficult in the face of our family and friends because they, they can't see what we're doing. Yeah. Um,
3: But we're going to miss
0: the boat if we don't jump. I mean, you can look at (laughs) Google Trends. You can look at where you're at in your life. I'm 37. You know, we're not getting any younger. We don't have mouths to feed right now. So, you know, and we we deliberately asked questions like Liz was alluding to all year. If we were to do something, what would it look like? You're not going to answer that question today. But if you keep asking yourself that question, you'll eventually stumble upon, you know, oh, is it maybe maybe I should get into the fitness game? Oh, but within the fitness game, there's a chance to help people with nutrition. Oh, and within that, there's a chance to own my own product. Oh, and with the ease, do you just start to kind of go, all right, <laughs> let's do it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I want to say one thing. It's really hard to believe that you're 37 and that both of you guys are in your 30s. Like, right. I mean, okay. Because I'm 26, and if I were – if honestly, if you, if, I, if we had just met and you were to say, ask me how old I were, I would say right. – 28, 29, hey. Honestly, I, I think it's the it's vegan diet, dude. A totally, the vegan diet. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll,
0: really I'll, yeah, I appreciate it. that, and I agree. It's it's pretty crazy how this whole plant based diet thing works. Like it actually works.
2: It really, so. really, it really, really does. It really does. Yeah, and, and you know, I had that. I kind of had a similar thing happen to me with 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 Plant Strength, and I kind of felt guilty too because I didn't want to leave the owner high and dry because i was the head personal trainer at any time and i just didn't want to leave him high and dry without someone there to kind of like really run everything on the on the personal training operations but i just uh i kind of had that feeling um actually because i went fully when i went fully vegan set uh august 2018 that's when the idea for plant strength came to my head um and uh and then i uh, but i didn't i didn't fully jump into it right away because I kind of felt guilty didn't one. And then number two, I just wasn't quite ready yet to make that leap. And then I got to the new year, a pretty, pretty similar timeline, but it was new year's going into 2019 a week before I said, I asked myself, honestly, I said, am I going to be happy one year from now, if I'm still here doing the same thing? And the answer was no, no, I did not like. I did not hesitate. I kid you not. I took out my phone and texted all of my clients and said, before even telling the owner of the gym, and said, "Hey guys, I'm I'm not going to be training at any time anymore. Start starting the new year in one week, <laughs> and I will be at this new gym. And then and then like it, that's how it just it just kind of flowed from there. And I just you just have to take the chance.
0: Yeah, you start fighting through, first, yeah. but that's awesome, Bobby. It's. Um oh that's know.
3: what you would tell me. Oh the, the guilt, oh my gosh, it was like I can't like I I run, you know, several studies, like what are they gonna do without me? I like, okay, so let's walk through it. What what would happen? Oh, we'd we'd hire. Okay. Would you train that person? Yes. Like, you know, it was just like this. It all works out. He'd always tell me, like, you have to think about you. Like, no matter where you're working, they're always gonna think about the entity the organization the business like you know even if you do work with amazing people and I definitely did like ultimately it's about that work and they'll just replace you like as as dry as that may sound but it's the truth you have to think about yourself because and that's also going to help them because if you're there and you're not fully in it they'll find someone who's probably more in it than you are. And it might have a little bit of a growing pains from transitioning to someone new, but yeah, you have to think about yourself and and it'll end up helping that company or that business that you're leaving by doing that.
0: Yeah. Bobby, I was at a baseball game. I have to share this with you because you talked about anytime fitness and I was at a baseball game. I was at a a startup. You know, there's like five of us. And I'm sitting there and I was on pace to have a really good year, like a financially a really good year. And I hear my, um, uh, one of my, I guess, coworkers say, gosh, David, you're on track to have a big year. And next to my coworker is my boss. And my boss goes, David, what do you think you're on track to do? And I, I give him a number and he goes, wow, if you had that type of year, I'm going to do great and i'll never forget this moment because we're at, we're at a baseball game you can barely hear yourself think and the moment he said that i couldn't hear anything except from me like my own thought i swear like it was almost like somebody hit mute and it was just me at this mariner game and i remember going wow this this man just told me that his life is going to be fantastic if i have a big year and and that's okay that other people benefit from you benefiting, that's okay. However, that was the moment I can recall back when, when I realized that the job, let's say hypothetically, that the $100 job that I was doing is worth 300. And if I could wrap my head around that, that hey, if, I'm, if, if a company is willing to pay me good money, imagine what the job is worth. And I was like, never again will I go knock on doors and cold call for anybody but myself. And it wasn't like a, I want it all for me. It was like a, wait a minute, imagine what I could do for me if so-and-so is willing to hire me for them.
4: Yeah, like you're so fully capable. Yeah,
0: you're so amazing <laughs> that you don't realize it and you've never realized it, but little do you know, you've, you've gotten every single job you've ever had because you didn't know that and they did. And so it was like, okay, nope, I'm gonna we're gonna launch a business. It needs to make a positive impact on this planet. It needs to be something I'm passionate about. And it needs to be something that we can do on our own so we don't need to go raise money. We can start it now. And it was like this force. I felt like, okay, I'm going to start running through walls because I never want to feel that way again. Wow. That's, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> so,
2: I'm so happy you shared that story. That is, it's just, it's, it's really getting my own wheels turning about thinking, uh, thinking of the same situation. I was like, wow, I am... I am, I'm doing so much, bringing in so much revenue for this business for coaching my clients. And I love coaching my clients, but I'm giving up so much of that revenue that I could be making if I were coaching these clients on my own. And I just was felt so invested into the business, but it, I was not getting the return that I felt that I deserved. And, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I really feel like it was the best decision once I ultimately left, because now I was fully working for myself and, and giving myself everything that I felt that I deserved. Um, And that, and, and I feel like, I feel like a lot of people might even say, well, oh, you, you think, oh, you think so highly of yourself. Oh, you think you deserve to have that much. I feel like I feel like that's just it's it's almost this this negative mindset. People don't realize, like like you said, Dave, we are amazing. Like each individual person, everyone has greatness inside, and so many people, I feel like, have been taught growing up to suppress that. Oh, you can't you can't let it shine. You just have to you have to be. I mean, of course, it's about being humble. Yes, you don't need to go brag about it but it's about letting out and just giving yourself what you actually deserve and not settling for settling for anything less. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do. It's hard to give yourself permission to think you're the shit. It's hard. It's hard to be like, yeah, I'm really good. Like, and you're going to, it's, it's hard to feel that way when you've been taught to like, well, don't feel so good that you make them feel not as good.
2: It's yes, like, exactly. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you guys fully left your jobs beginning of this year. Yes. Yep. Tell tell us about all the trials and tribulations that have happened since right. that since that. Of course, now with the whole quarantine outbreak. Let's hear it. I don't
3: think we have enough time on this podcast to talk about all the trials <laughs> and tribulations, but I think it was more mental than anything. You know, like yeah, it's a, it sounds all good in retrospect of like, yeah, we were crushing it and we left our jobs and like now we have this business and we're super happy. I got like super depressed. Like it was a big um transition for me because I think I I felt like I like a part of me had died, like I'd been in the research world for years and now I was doing something very different that was all on my and my partner's shoulders. Like it was a lot to take on. And I don't, I didn't realize it at the time, but yeah, I was, I was pretty depressed because it was just a lot of change and it was scary. And, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like that's just the kind of person, my personality type is I'm very like, um, I'd always been very like success oriented and, you know, getting good grades and, you know, that kind of, um, human and, you know, so if something didn't go well, it was like, oh gosh, I must be like an awful entrepreneur. You know, I must be like, you know, this big failure. So a lot of it was just kind of accepting that this was something new and I needed to like allow myself to grow into it. And I was learning a lot about myself and going through a lot of like personal growth um, in those first few months. I mean, I'm I'm still, you know, growing personally and professionally, but yeah, those first few months were really challenging. And, but the business, I mean, as, since we were able to put more time in, it, it was growing and we were doing really well um, up till like <laughs> the beginning of March. And then we came home from cooking and heard just down the street that the beginning of a pandemic you know, was happening in our backyard.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kirkland, right downtown Kirkland was one of the first cases. Yeah, that's and that's like blocks from our house. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So that's when, yeah, everything kind of paused for a little bit. A lot, a lot of things were unknown at the time. Um, but that was just, you know, I think David's really good about adapting, pivoting. Okay, like, so what does this mean? How do we continue to move forward things are obviously going to be different um you know customers you know are contacting us about what was going on with them and their their financial situations and so there was a lot of challenges and we just tried to look at it as like opportunities to continue to support them and you know just continuing to move forward
0: yeah, it's tough, man. Entrepreneurship, as you know, Bobby, is everything comes to the surface. All the the beautiful things about you and all the horrible things that you, horrible, all the things you're dealing with. Yeah. With the surface, right? It's like, you know, you don't have, now you have to implement your own structure. Like now you have to get up on time because you're that type of person rather than you have to get to work. Yeah. So, you, there's a lot of self discipline that uh, you have to be patient with yourself. The other thing, too, is that there's going to be new things. For us, there were new things that kept me up. Like, I swear, last night I, I had a hard time sleeping because I was thinking about if there was anything that was undercooked last weekend. You know, it's like, it's always, it's always like this thing where you're like, oh, um, do we roll out a seasonal menu? Do it just, it just, it, you just get flooded with these questions because you're now allowed to answer them on your own or with your partner. You're encouraged to, and, and you have to, right? It all falls on you. It's, that's, the, that's the great part and the scary part. Um, we didn't raise money, and I'm accustomed to being part uh, of teams that go raise money. And so we bootstrapped. And so it's been interesting when you watch your account go down and it's not from living it's from investing back into your future your vehicle and it looks like you could probably relate to that
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very very much so
0: Yeah, it may not always translate to dollars in revenue initially but what's interesting is that you're building your boat right you're building yeah. your vehicle and it takes time and you want to take time to build the best boat the best vehicle and And what's funny is that I've already concluded that even in the event that we lose all of our money and have to go back to work, like, what, like, look what we did. Yeah. What an awesome thing. I mean, we've cleared 15,000 meals, right? We've quantified our impact over the past 12 months to a point where we have a real good story to tell. We've been offered a lot of money to go raise and to be part of these incubators and to ship into foreign markets. We've been asked to do a lot of cool things and we've said no. Because we just, we want to build what we want to build. We want to do what we want to do. And I'd say that's the hardest part is just going, hey, if I make this decision and we fail, it's okay. And you got to make, and you you have to, you got to clear that before you make that decision, right? What if plant life meals literally just, we just can't grow it. Well, that's okay. And that was decided well before we launched it, that it's going to be fine in the event it doesn't work. So you have to give yourself that clearance. been a hard thing to do Yeah. yeah um especially
3: when we're seeing like just in our backyard like so many restaurants and businesses that have closed you know and they've been around forever or they've been really successful traditionally um it's been really difficult to see that like our favorite vegan restaurant just closed and it's been a staple in the community and we're like How like, how are we still going? Like, this is crazy. And so we're so thankful for that. And also just kind of having that in the back of our head of like, gosh, you know, nothing is promised today, tomorrow. So we just got to keep, you know, pushing forward and, and trying to be creative and, and listen to our customers that we can just, yeah, if we do fall on our face and and quote-unquote fail, it's not a failure because it's been an amazing year.
0: You know when Gary Vee says, that's my L, don't take my L? Yeah. Hear him say that? Or fall on your own sword? Entrepreneurship, it's interesting because I'm sure you've experienced this, that let's say, for an example, we drop off food and um, we get a text back from our customer saying, oh, um, I thought I ordered this or I wanted it more like that that's the L he's talking about because what it does for you as a business owner is it gives you an opportunity to showcase how you handle problems with your customers and that's where that's where you win your customer so for example if we have a customer that's really upset about one of our meals for whatever reason how we handle that customer makes that customer a customer for life so if someone else takes that L they're no longer a customer for life because you they robbed you of the opportunity to showcase how you handle adversity within your company. And so we've just been eating up all the L's, right? Like we want people to be like, oh, I wish your delivery window was a little bit shorter and more specific. Thank you, Lauren, for that feedback. We're always looking to get better. One of our commitments is to ensure that we drive towards that mission moving into year two. We'll keep you posted. And the fact that we wrote back right away, we were mindful, meaningful, and specific. She'll be a customer forever. But it's accepting the fact that you just lost. But if you handle this L the way you have been watching other entrepreneurs handle their L's, you're going to win. And so it's, it's being an adult. It's being an adult and knowing like, oh, my bad. I'll be the first in line to go, no, no, that's my bad. Give it to me. Let me show you how I make it right. That's a big, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's taken me a year to just finally really accept that that's how this works.
2: Yeah, it really is. So, so would you say that's like your best piece of advice for new entrepreneurs? Like just take, take your L's.
0: Take your L's, yes. It, it, be proud of the fact that you just lost because you were willing to take a swing and then get ready to win that customer over forever because you were humble enough to be a human being about it. And if you can be human about it,
2: that's, that's business forever. And just take that. I think it's the full ownership. Yes, taking full ownership and full control. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, that full control of your life direction, and then second, that full ownership of you. Make a mistake, all good. Mistakes oh, yeah. happen. You can, you can, you're gonna live to fight another day. It's just how you overcome them. So mistakes, you're gonna keep winning. And, and I, I, I was thinking about this. Do you guys cook all of your meals? Or do you have like a team do you have a team with you?
3: Oh, we have a team. We have we, a team now. We first started just me and him, but then we hit a point of like it's midnight. We've been cooking all day. Like there's only so much that four hands can do. Um and so then yeah, we, we've hired since then. We hit a tipping <laughs> point.
0: There was one weekend where we were literally rolling burritos until like one AM. <laughs> I'm I'm doing Dishes at the sink, she's rolling burritos and there's just tears I'm, running down her face. I'm
3: crying because I'm so tired.
0: Cause you know, you're fifteen <laughs> hours in, pasta and burritos, and it's like, okay. But that's those are the battle scars, right? Yeah. That's the that's that's what you want. That's the that's the griminess you want as an entrepreneur, because you wanna be a pirate. You wanna have a story to tell. So for sure.
2: Yeah. I love, I love to hear that. I mean, and it's crazy Just, just like all your meals look immaculate when you post on your social media. I love oh, to see the food that market. you post. I wish, I wish I lived out on the West coast to buy some.
3: A lot of growth there too. Like what David was saying, we ask for a ton of feedback. Like we're, if we look back at photos of our food, when we first started, we're like, Oh my gosh, like look at our presentation. Like, look at the colors everything was in
0: plastic yeah like oh
3: it like I it it irks me to look at it but we had to do that so that we could learn and get better and I'm sure we're gonna look back at our stuff today and still be like oh my gosh like what were we thinking with you know plating that one meal but thank you yeah we're just always you know trying to make it better
2: Totally, totally. No, I, 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 love, I love hearing, I love hearing all of that. But so, before we continue on, we're going to take a brief moment, and we're going to highlight our team member of the week, something that we do every episode to show our love and appreciation for our ever-growing family. Hi guys, my name is Stephanie Gerard and my Instagram is at Stephanie Gerard and I'm very happy to be Plant Strength's team member of the week and I want to um, just talk to everyone who's going into the path of veganism. I know it can be very very hard. I know it can be challenging but the reward is absolutely amazing so it doesn't matter if it's you know little by little the progression is just gonna happen and you will be fully vegan and I promise you that you'll feel amazing and ethically and environmentally and obviously saving as many animals as possible um, will just improve your quality of life so just keep thriving and do the best you can all right guys now it is time for my favorite part of the show our growth spurts and growing pain segment
4: so it goes things changing i know
0: that though i've got no control that's just the way that we
2: grow and no one told me what's ahead on this road so until i break For those of you who haven't heard of this segment before, at the end of every show, we ask each guest what a recent growth spurt of theirs is, an accomplishment that they're proud of, as well as a growing pain, something that they're still trying to get better with. Both of these can be health, work, or life related. So without further ado, we'll start right at the top, even though I feel like this whole episode has been a growth spurts and growing pain segment, which I absolutely love. You guys, what is a recent growth spurt of yours? This can be individual or it can be together as a couple, business, whatever you guys, whatever comes to mind that you're really proud of.
3: Um, I mean, I feel like we were just talking about this, like making attempts, falling on your face, actually going for stuff. I have a, a really hard time with that. I think because... I'm so used to doing things based on, like, a protocol, always following, like, strict directions. Um, that's something I'm really working on. I know I've gotten, like, a teen bit better <laughs> because I think just being with Plant Life, I ha- I'm forced to, like, get out of that a little bit. Um, but that is, like, my greatest struggle right now. Yeah, I can't would be a,
2: of- that would be a growing pain, not a growth spurt then.
3: Well, so I think I'm working on it. So okay. I think it's getting better. So I feel like it's both. I'm still not like hey, I'm going to go like do this because I want to do it and I don't care if I fail. I am not there yet. Um, but I'm aiming to just, you know, putting myself out there more and trying things even if I think I'm going to fail at it. I have a really hard time with that. But I'm trying things more and experimenting and um Like I was I painted the other day. Um, I used to do a lot of like drawing and painting back in the day. Um, but I'm so hard on myself that I don't really do it. And so I just sat outside and was listening to music and doing it and just wasn't judging like what I, what I drew and and that was really fun and I was proud that I did that. And I just need to keep doing more stuff like that. Just feeling comfortable with like that discomfort that it brings me, um, so that I can get better at just yeah,
2: got it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just kind of it was kind of combination. So you're so you're your growth spurt. You're happy of the accomplishments that you've made in your progress towards your growing pain. So yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty innovative way to do that. <laughs> I like it. Yes.
0: Uh, it's funny because it, they they certainly can be one of the same. The, uh, a growth spurt, entrepreneurship, and I knew this going in, and I knew I had a problem with this going in, but I've been forced reluctantly although getting better um at letting go of outcomes you know i i tend to go in with things with a very clear vision of what i want and i'll work down to the bone to get it and then when it doesn't come to fruition just really i mean i'll pace back and forth in our apartment for days trying to figure out why i did i mean i mean i'll take breaks uh but
2: Breaks from the pacing or breaks from the (laughs) the work?
0: (laughs) From the pacing. Uh, But really trying to just kind of go, you know what? I need to let go from the beginning. And who knows how this is going to play out. But this is exciting. And we'll just kind of enjoy the ride. I've gotten better at doing that. I'm a a far cry from um, great at it. But I've I've been force-fed that growth over the past year. That this isn't fully up to me you know, there's a bigger picture going on and, and I'm not in full control. So I've gotten better there. I'd say a growth pain has been the personal side of entrepreneurship is it's very easy to lose yourself in what you're doing. And by losing yourself, um, Bobby, you, you've clearly found a way to continue to invest in yourself while pursuing your mission, which is great. And that's something I really struggle with. Like before the launch of the business, I all I did was attack ways to to figure out how to become physically, mentally, and emotionally fit. I mean, that was my life. And then when we started the business, you flash forward a year and I'm like, gosh, I could probably do a couple more minutes of planks. I could (laughs) I could probably, you know, go an extra mile on that walk. It's almost like I forgot about myself while sitting in front of the computer all day. And so growth pain has just been like remembering that this is a, this is a multiple part process and you're a big part of it and you got to reinvest back in yourself physically, emotionally, mentally. That's been a pain for me.
2: Yeah. I I totally connect with you on that. I appreciate, I really do appreciate the compliment. I guess I would say everything is not exactly what it seems like. (laughs) It's that that has definitely been a big crowing pain of mine as well. Is I, when I first started Plant Strength, it was just, I was just kept working and working and working. And I'd be up all night and wake up early. And it was just like, I, and it was almost like any moment of time that I had, if I wasn't investing it into the business, I, it would almost feel like, well, I'm wasting time. Because yeah. I wasn't where the business, I didn't, the business wasn't where I wanted it to be. And then I kind of started taking a step back and realizing putting things in a grand perspective and putting things into a relative's perspective of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my plan strength is not even two full years old. And mm-hmm. in terms of a business or in terms of anything, two years is nothing. Yeah. But, when when i guess i guess i kind of have used this example before thinking about when i was in school i went to union college which was a trimester term so we had 10 3 10 week terms plus an 11 a week 11 for finals and it was really just instant gratification more or less in like putting things on that scale of time where bust your butt for 10 weeks study real hard come finals get an A on all your finals and boom you're instantly gratified with the fact that look at how much your hard work how your hard work paid off you could bust your butt for 10 weeks plus an 11th week for finals and seeing no real progress yeah. Yeah, well I mean I guess you'll see progress but in terms of like you can understand this monetary progress because of course success is measured in so many different ways but running a business because You need to make money for your business to continue on. And then, of course, to provide because money is our form of currency that we exchange to provide us the means to live. Of course, there's that monetary success as well attached to it. So I kind of really struggled with that for a while of just recognizing that I can actually take a step back and not do anything associated with my business or not even be on social media for the day. It's okay; Things will still be here. And when I started really doing that, my work started to get so much better. I started to become so much more efficient. I stopped feeling burnt out. I just felt like my overall cup full of life was more full. And I kind of was feeling just because it's, it's really it's all about balance. At the end of the day, that's one thing that I've learned. It really, it really is all about balance. And it's something that I always used to think about even when I was in school. And I felt like it was easier when I was in school because everything was so structured and organized. And that's something like I really like having that structure and organization. But as you know, being an entrepreneur, you said it earlier, you can't just get up because you need to get up to make it work to work. You need to get up and be disciplined because this is what you have to do. You just have to do it. So it's like learning how to provide that. Give me, you know, provide that structure, give myself that organization and then realize that, okay, once I get all these tasks done for the day, even though I have a lot more tasks on the next day and the next day and the next day, I'm cool and I can chill for the rest of the day. And then mm-hmm. even when the week weekend comes, do I need to do work on Saturday? Do I have something scheduled? Does that need to be done? Okay, yes, this is done. Okay, next week, do I have anything scheduled? No. Do I have things that need to be done? Yes. Is it okay to take the day off? Yes. And right. not being down on myself it was, a, it was definitely a mental battle, um, but I'm very happy with where I'm at. Still a work in progress, of course, but yeah, uh, that's, yeah awesome. that's that's I really it.
3: We're mindful about that. We were just talking of like, we got to take a couple days off, like a mini vacation if we can, not like going anywhere fancy because of everything that's going on, but just a mental, at the very least, vacation because that same point of like, we need to take care of ourselves so that we can be our best for the business. And yeah, we haven't taken a vacation since we started.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people will learn this and go back. They feel like they've failed, like they didn't nail entrepreneurship, like that they didn't strike balance right away or they didn't make money right out the gate. So, oh, just not for me. It's like, well, no, this is, not every entrepreneur makes a ton of money and not every entrepreneur makes money at first, right? And it takes time. So that's, that's awesome, man awesome to hear that you're doing that it's certainly something that we're learning it's all part of the game
2: yeah it 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 really is and it's just it's about being it's about being mindful and and liz you you really said it if if you're not giving to yourself this was this was like that that specifically was what really kind of made me understand this concept was if you were to ask me for ten dollars but I didn't have $10 to give to you. I can't give it to you, right? So in that sense, if you ask me to be the best version of myself and to give you like love or attention or whatever it may be, right? You know, kind of talking on, like being able to give the best version of yourself to everyone else. If you haven't taken the time to fill that up, inside of you you don't have any to give so you're not going to show up as your best self because you're constantly drained so it's that that's it's like applying that principle and really just staying true to it that's definitely helped get me to where i am today so again a work in progress but i'm very happy with uh happy with where i'm at it's kind of like that growth story growing pain You know integration, but awesome guys! I this, I've had an amazing time talking with you. I feel so full after every time like we've had calls in the past. It just it just really like lights up my day just hearing.
0: We feel very privileged to you know have crossed paths with you and just watched your journey take off. It's inspiring. We're on the other side of the country,
2: feeling inspired by what you're doing. Likewise, likewise, guys, likewise. Yeah. So before, before, before we wrap things up, please tell everyone where exactly to find you online, social media, and where people can go that live in Seattle and within the area code that you uh, delivered to, where they can go to, to purchase some of your meals.
3: Sure. So plantlifemeals.com is our website. You can order there. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, all at Plant Life Meals.
2: You guys heard it first. Plant life meals. Plant Life Meals. All right, guys, remember remember the name. Hopefully you become a nationwide brand soon.
4: Yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs> when I come to Seattle, I'm definitely, definitely gonna make a purchase, stop by the kitchen, meet you guys. I'm looking forward to that day. That'd be awesome. Likewise. Looking forward
4: yeah.
2: to it, Bobby. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Guys, I really hope that you all enjoyed. I very much enjoyed this. And until the next one, as always, I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and this is Plant Strength
1: Radio. Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Original theme music by Alex Brinkley and Tyson Bryce. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Trade, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.planttrengthperformance.com or follow us on social media at Plant Trade Performance. Plant Trade, Sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment.
4: Thank you for listening.